In this episode of 9 to Y Talks, Jillian Bell discusses the making of her new film, Brittany Runs a Marathon, how the role came her way, and much more with Kate McKinnon. The conversation was recorded on August 22nd, 2019, in front of a live audience at New York's 92nd Street Y. Okay, okay. We were just sitting in complete darkness holding each other, and then the curtains. And now we're in a castle? From now we're in a castle. Pictures. Yes, yes. That's um, where they shot The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, I mean, it's Jillian Bell. <laughs> and oh, my dear Lord, we have Kate McKinnon. <laughs> and I'll be your host. Oh. This evening. <laughs> yes, um, I just, you know, you've seen the film and... Um, the moment I met you, I loved you because you have this incredible combination of razor sharp brain, brain that could kill, and molten vulnerable heart that is so beautifully on display here in this movie. And it's just like a masterclass in how humor and pathos can like ratchet each other up until you're just, you are never going to forget that character. So I just wanted to say, as a person oh. who Loves you. Congratulations, because it's Thank beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Character and film. Um, it takes a lot to get both of us out of the house. So the <laughs> fact that I got never this one before. to moderate, we were backstage being like, what are we doing? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> we're so excited to be here. Oh, yes. Oh, it's getting real. These are my fake glasses that I wear to feel more intelligent. You are intelligent. You said a word backstage that I didn't know. I had to ask you what it meant. Uh huh. The word was trenchant, and I think I know what it means, and I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I've never done a Q&A before. I hope I asked the right questions. Um, You're already doing great. Look at your shoes. <laughs> Look at your shoes, I will. Christmas. They've got a surprise bow. <laughs> There's a present underneath. It's a foot. <laughs> what is your full address? <laughs> to reply immediately. <laughs> oh, this is okay. my favorite Q&A. Oh. KG, are we? Okay, let's, we'll skip to the next question. Okay, so I, I'm assuming, Jillian, yes. that you don't, you have not in your reading scripts, years of reading scripts, come across a lot of protagonists like Brett. No. So how did you find this? What did you think of it? What drew you to it? Tell me how you became involved in this film. <laughs> I really do hope that our shoes keep farting on this ground, too. <laughs> Keeps happening. Um, my manager said it to me, yeah. and I had been looking for something different, mm -hmm. um, and maybe playing a real human being for once. Mm. Uh, I think you know this. We play a lot of odd women. Mm -hmm. Yes, we enjoy yes. an odd woman. And Which is a stretch because obviously just regular. Just regular. Down the middle. Both <laughs> of us. Never leave our house, but regular <laughs> women. Um, no, but I was looking for something different. Mm -hmm. And uh, this came my way, and my manager said, read it. Um, it's 
beautiful. Uh, the first 10 pages are probably going to scare you a little bit because I related to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then keep reading. And I just was laughing and I was crying. And I just thought, what a beautiful story. And it was a story I wanted to uh, see when I was 13. It's a story I want to see as a 35-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. So I uh, I met with Paul Downs-Clazo, who I believe is here tonight. Is he? Yes, where are you? Stand up. Whoa. He's in the back. Writer, director. Woo! I met with him and I said, I'm doing it, kid. No, I met with him and I said, please let me do this. <laughs> I really love her and I'll protect her. And he was equally protective of the story. And obviously, Brittany, it's based on his real life best friend, Brittany O'Neill. Is Brittany O'Neill here? No. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard Oprah might like this. Is Oprah here? <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking for people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I found it. Uh -huh. I, and I fell in love with her. Uh -huh. I just thought she was so relatable. Do you feel like, and, and you know, this is a character who uses humor as a defense mechanism. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no. Yes, sure. <laughs> Haven't you? Have you? I've come, that, that's, that's the whole, that's all I do. That's my whole life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely have. I've definitely done that in the past. Mm. I think this, um, I'm going to give Paul a million compliments tonight, but another one. Um, he uses that device of having her use the Cockney accent, too, when she's very uncomfortable or needs to ask for something she's not sure she'll get. Uh, and I just thought that was such a brilliant tool to put in a film. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I've used it before or made a joke before I thought someone else would, especially when I was younger. I'm trying not to do that as much mm -hmm. now that I'm an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> wise, wise beyond your years. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, you've gone on a journey. <laughs> no, here you are. <laughs> I truly feel, and I mean this is a compliment, that in 20 years your jaw will do that naturally. <laughs> That she's just going to start talking like this. <laughs> what do you think you'll talk like as an old woman? Can I ask a question? Uh, like a baby. Really? <laughs> you? Let me hear it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's like a cat taking a bath. <laughs> I hope to be un unintelligible at that point. Oh, what age is that voice? Um... I'd like to, I'll get out at 85, I think. Wait, you're going to uh, kill I'm, yourself at 85? No, 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 I just hope to, you know. You put it out there? Yes. God's heard your request. <laughs> what would you like to be doing at 85? I'd like to, well, we've talked about owning a farm together. Mm -hmm. We would like to own a piece of property in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. um, and one side of the farm is just feral cats. For me. And then just the biggest dogs you've ever seen. <laughs> and then one tiny one that only has one tooth. <laughs> and that'll be my favorite one. Uh -huh. But yeah, that's, I mean, I'd like to be there. I don't know if you've gone by that point because <laughs> I plan on living to 92. Okay. Well, then you'll get seven good years in the farm by yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'll get to watch my programs, finally. 
You don't have to feed the cats. You can let them. Spend no, I would. With the <laughs> I would make sure. So, if I would feed the cats, but I would also get extra help because I can't do the dogs and the cats. Uh-huh. It's a lot. <laughs> I'd also like to still, maybe not be working a lot, but like one job a year because uh-huh. I want to go on set and be like. The old bat's here. <laughs> I just want to call myself an old Move. bat. Yeah. Move. I go, is it time? And they're like, you just got here, man. Like, hair and makeup? The old bat will be in hair and makeup. <laughs> I just want to refer to myself as that. Do you love to film? Yeah. <laughs> we have talked about this. Hmm. I, do, I do. I don't love the first day. I would rather do anything else on the planet than shoot that first day because I get so incredibly nervous. I think I'm going to fail and throw up and maybe um, poop myself. I just feel like I'm, I'm too nervous. I, I care about it so much. Mm-hmm. So the idea of going and doing it, I, every time I'll say yes and I'll get so excited about it and I'll prepare and prepare and then that first day, I, I mean, rough night was, the first day of that was awful for me. Why? Well, I think. <laughs> Take this woman tell seriously. The, tell the people why. I think I think our first day was doing the. Um, we had a, that dancing scene in the club. Oh yeah. And I was supposed to know it very well, and I'm not a dancer. And I was. Oh yes, a very complicated choreographed dance. Yeah, to my neck, my back, my bleep, and my crack. You can say crack. <laughs> and. And I just, I worked with the choreographer too much to the point they were like, it's fine, you got it. (laughs) But I rehearsed it in front of one of my friends and she goes, you know what, that part in the middle, just skip that because it's, your body's not quite doing it. It's like a dip roll that I couldn't just quite figure out. But I cried so hard the night before. I was like, I'm going to ruin the film. That's you, horrible. Do, how are you before shooting? I was having none of that that day. None of it. I think I had no lines and I was just, I was, my role that day yeah. was to stand there and watch the dance. That's and true. And be delighted by it. That's true. Which didn't take much effort. Uh, <laughs> and you were you great in that movie. Had to, had to perform. God, you were so great in that you movie. Were. We were in a movie together. That's how we know it's each other. Rough it's, night. Rough night. Um, it's called Rough Night. It's called Rough Night. It's called Rough Night. Wow. We've done three movies together. Yeah, we have three? Yeah, well, the third, third? uh, Angry Birds. (laughs) Were you in Angry Birds? Yeah, but I think I was just like, look away. Like, that's my one line. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, So it's okay that you forgot that one. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Now, you've played played in your day (laughs) some of the most delicious side characters, second leads, fourth leads, in, 18th leads. 18th leads <laughs> in the history of cinema, and I mean that truly. Um, what, you know, what, what was it like to be the number one gal? Oh, for this movie. For this movie. I was the protagonist, sweetheart. <laughs> I don't know if anybody tells you. Love <laughs> you so much. Um, I was very nervous. I was excited. I was equally excited and nervous. I, I thought. Well, I, I've always wanted to try a, a leading role, uh, but this was, I was in every scene of this film, <laughs> uh, so there were no breaks, really. Um, and it has dramatic elements, which I've, I've never gone into that pool before, but I really loved it. I had such a good time. 
I loved being uh, busy on this project. And I, I just, Paul and I had so many creative conversations about what we were saying with this film and we went over every, every single line, every single line. And um, so that when we got to shooting, we could just be in it because there was no time to be like, what? why would my character say this when we, when we were in this? We shot in 28 days. <laughs> Sounded better when you did it. Uh, my instrument is cracked, I guess. Um, was it, do you, do you feel any tension between doing comedy and acting, being an act actress. An actress? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it, it definitely feels very different, different to do more comedic roles. I feel like with those, you know, I would, I would prep uh, and I would talk to the director a lot, the writer a lot, and, and then sort of go in and, you know, with most comedic uh, films, you go in and then you do, the scene as is, and then they'll say, okay, now whatever else you think your character would say, and it's a lot of fun, but you're like trying to make the camera guy laugh. And with this, it was very different. I was sort of like, was the cameraman crying? <laughs> oh, no, I was like, I was leaning on Paul a lot because I was like, I don't, I feel, I felt good in that one, but I don't know, did we get it? And with a lot of these scenes, we had two or three takes, and that was it, because we were, you know, 28 days. We're running from... The reason I'm making this face is because... <laughs> oh, it's bitter. It's bitter. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Careful. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, having worked with you on a film, uh, Rough Night, well, and, and many others, apparently, <laughs> um, I've, you know, you are a brilliant writer and improviser, and you, everything that comes out of your mouth in every single take is completely different from what you said in the take before. And that's where you get all the gold, baby. So was there, was it, could, I mean, did you improvise in this more grounded context? Not, <laughs> not really. That's not flattering. <laughs> that's not a flattering um, No, not really. I feel like this was the first movie that I've done. Let me tell you this. What? This is the first film uh -huh. Uh -huh. where I read the script and I fell in love with the words so much that I didn't want to, you know, add, add a, another line anywhere. I am, there was a couple of scenes in here where maybe there was a little bit, like the ticket-taking scene in the beginning of the film. We played around in that, but for the most part, it was just, you know, we, we wanted to... <laughs> Part. Um, we wanted to stick to the script, and it really helped me because I was like, "This is one <laughs> your faces are so great." I hope they're getting a close-up on these. My I know. Well, wow. Yeah, and you didn't feel hampered by having to. No, it was it was kind of great to be like, "Well, this scene really works as is, and and let's just play that out and and leave it be." and not try to fill it with, um, fill the uncomfortable moments because mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was be like, but also this and take, you know, everyone who was uncomfortable in the crew or in the cast. I wanted to have a moment of levity there and I'd be like, well, this moment she doesn't have that. So it felt false to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> 
It must have been so scary because that's true. When you're filming a comedy, you just you're sort of looking out of the corner of your eye to see who's behind the monitor yeah, and are they like, going like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and without that, it's like, what is the marker of a good job? Yeah. Or knowing that you that was a good take. What is the what? What does it? What did it feel like? It just I I don't know. It was different. It felt like. We would do a scene and then the first time I'd go, no, let's do it again. And we obviously did. And, and then we got there slowly, but like it is so different. I know this sounds odd to you guys, but it is so different because you're just hoping everyone else is laughing and coming up and saying, oh my gosh, we were dying back there. Yeah, and so for this, wow, wow, yeah, so we weren't fun. like doing, you know, the club scene and people were like, this is killing us <laughs> back at the video village. It was like, Okay, we got that. Like Paul would come over, and he was so sweet. He'd be emotional, and if we he was emotional, I was usually like, okay, I think we got it. We got something here, and I just had to lean on him a lot. Yeah. What was the um, what was the funnest part to film in Great. the film, mm -hmm. and what was the um, the hardest part? Um, the most fun I had was definitely the marathon. We had like a. We had like. <laughs> Forgive me. I... Oh no! Oh no! There's no one behind you. There's nothing. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, tell the people why. <laughs> we we were shooting with such a small crew that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was like six of us or seven, um, and. We were running from place to place. We didn't have sound that day. We had like such a bare crew. And, and so we got there and we're shooting the, um, the, the starting line. And we shot that a few times with different runners and they allowed us to use their jib, which was incredible and is in the movie. And, and just being around that energy of all these people deciding to do this epic thing at the same time together. I mean, it's palpable. And, and the, the part that we loved so much and made us so emotional is they had to cut around people on that last, um, that last mile where, I'm, where I finished the race. They had to uh, cut around people because they were all helping me. I know. People were helping me finish the race. And it was so, it was just, it, it, uh, it gave me faith in humanity. <laughs> truly, truly. It was un unbelievable. I have to ask, helping you in what way? Helping me like grabbing my arm and being like, you can do this. Uh -huh. You've got this. And they've just run 26.2 miles themselves. Mm. And you can't be like, I'm an actress. <laughs> 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 because it's and it truly was so beautiful You're, you don't want to say that you want to like give that person a moment at the end and then you walk away and then we kind of went back around and we did it again <laughs> but the people that were there it was it truly was it was so beautiful so that was the best that was the best. Wow. The hardest scene to shoot was the, was the barbecue um, mm -hmm. birthday party scene. That was really tough. 
Um, Sarah Bolt, who plays Jasmine. She's unbelievable, unbelievable. I met with her for a couple of hours in her trailer that day, and we just had conversations about why these roles come up, why this one was important, it was saying something, mm-hmm. um, and why it needed to be in the film, and then why we'll never do scenes like it again. <laughs> Truly. Like, we were like, okay, this is telling a part of the story, and it's, it's necessary, and then, and then let's do things that have nothing to do with our bodies again, mm-hmm. you know? Truly. And she's incredible in this film. I'm so excited for everyone to see her in it. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I actually know her. You do? <laughs> yes, because she's, she's also a Broadway performer yes. with like a, a magnificent voice. She was in Sister Act. Yeah, belting her face off. Mm. <laughs> People contain multitudes and... Um... <laughs> I never get to see your face. It's so good to see it up close. Oh my God. It's like Christmas morning for me right now. <laughs> And I've gotten all the presents. My sweet, sweet girl. (laughs) My goodness. You know, I overheard Sandra O say once that. (laughs) This is true. She said, a role well chosen should change you forever. She said that. (laughs) What are you looking it up right now? (laughs) You're gonna Google it? She said it offhand to someone a she few said feet away from me, and I overheard it. Um, do you, I mean, has this, has this experience changed you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It has. It has. It, it, I, I got home and, um, from shooting, and normally I'm very excited to get home because I have beautiful animals waiting for me at home. Uh, and I was, but I, I sort of felt like, how do I get rid of this character? Like, she was unbelievably amazing and went through so much and I felt like I went through so much doing it and and then I sort of wanted to figure out what I took away from it and it was a very therapeutic experience. I went through, uh, I mean I had this script seven months before we started shooting so it was it was a good year of just being in this character from start to finish and and I just looked at the way that I talked about myself or thought about myself or would make jokes before I thought someone else would. And I just sort of thought, I'm going to not do that anymore as much as I can, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really, it's, it's hard, you know, women's relationships and men's too, their relationship, their body, it's so um, layered and, and deep. And it's a relationship we're with our whole lives. So it, uh, it, there's some ups and downs there. But um, I did this movie and then I sort of thought, okay, I'm never going to. I mean, truly that scene, the barbecue scene, my friend who I was living with at the time in New York, she said to me, I can tell you're saying these things about yourself when you're rehearsing them. And you're going to shoot this and then you're gonna never talk like that about yourself again. And it's true, I've stopped as much as I can, as much as possible. How's your Fitbit? <laughs> Did you get a lot of steps in today? No. <laughs> That's not move. like you. I walked from here to here. 
It only starts when you're in those shoes. <laughs> Fitbit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot I was wearing it. I haven't, I haven't walked in days. What? I haven't done a thing. Was someone carrying you into the theater tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. My mother. Uh, thanks. Now, it's, speaking of running, this, did you have to, like, run a lot to do the... Oh. Move here. You okay? <laughs> yes, yes. I did a lot of running. I started running on my own because of the movie Britney does, and I sort of was like, well, I'm starting from scratch as well. This might be... Uh, informative to watch later, so I had my sister tape me doing some runs around the neighborhood, and I mm -hmm. sort of watched my posturing and how I was breathing and, and mistakes that I made in my first runs. And then two months before we started shooting, I got a trainer just so I could build up my stamina. Mm -hmm. And then I met with a, um, a trainer who trains marathon runners out in New York, and he showed me how I would hold my body and what I would do in uh, my first run versus you know a year and a half later, and that was very helpful. But I decided to do the physical journey of her uh, of her story by losing 40 pounds. I just decided I, they didn't ask me to do it, but I sort of thought, well, there's certain parts of the script that I thought, oh man, this is me, and I that I. I know exactly what she was going through in her her emotional journey. Mm -hmm. And then there were parts where I thought, I don't understand why why she's doing that there. And and I thought the physical um, journey would inform the emotional journey. And mm -hmm. it really did. Mm -hmm. Really did. You were quoted in USA Today as oh. <laughs> that you wished as an 11, 12, and 13 year old that this was the sort of transformation story that could have been available to you. Yes. Why? Uh, what does this script get right about that? I think a lot of times when we see something that is categorized as like a transformation story, it's usually someone loses weight and they get the job and the guy and it's very easy and then roll credits. Uh, and I was sort of like, what is that teaching us? I don't think people are relating to that story. I don't, I don't relate to that story. And I know the first few runs I had when I was at home just doing it on my own, they were tough. And I was embarrassed and I felt very vulnerable. And, and I just thought when I read this script, I, I couldn't believe how accurate it was to what I was experiencing. And I know um, Paul had written it, I think right after Brittany went on her first her, her first run. Mm -hmm. So he ended up predicting things that happened to her that she didn't know would happen. Um, like her, I think she hurt her, she hurt her leg, right, Paul? Yeah, uh, two months after I told her she was gonna hurt her leg. <laughs> so she was very upset about that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Mostly that her friend was a psychic. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I think with these types of stories, they just don't, they don't always tell the emotional journey people go through. And I think that's very important and healthy to talk about. Uh -huh. Mental health. Yeah. She really pushes people away in, in the most insidious and profound way. And you find yourself just being like, don't. Just let him in. And don't do it. What do you want to come on? Have you ever done that? 
no. <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're live. Um, uh, no, I actually am, the, that's the one thing Brittany and I are very different mm -hmm. in. Like, that's the one thing that I was sort of like, well, I can't push my family or my friends away. Those are like my happy place. Mm -hmm. I really lean on a lot of the people in my life. Mm -hmm. I really lean on them. <laughs> Like a lot. <laughs> okay. Having an epiphany. Which I know, I know who's, who you've got around because we're friends. Yeah. We're like friends in real life. But like you have a, you have a sister. I have a sister who is incredible. I have a mother who's incredible. My mom lives eight minutes away from me and my sister lives uh, two seconds away from me because we live together. <laughs> um, we have a house with four animals. <laughs> and I love them dearly. And, uh, and then, yeah, I have a group of really good friends that, uh, that I keep very close to me and close to my body. Uh -huh. You too? Yes, I have. Your the, mother have and your same, sister. I, I, have, I have a mother and a sister who I'm very, very, very close to. And I have some of the same friends I've had since I was 11. And that's like... Um, that's the way to do it. A tentpole, a real pillar and I have to say, my actual, my, um, <laughs> my art history teacher from high school is here um, tonight. What? Oh my goodness, stand up. Hi. Yes. Where did you grow up? <laughs> Me? On Long Island. This is Mrs. Ravenhofton. Where did you grow up? Uh, Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yes. I remember that, and then I always forget it, because it's I, always such an It's an odd fact. Tell me, now, tell the people more about growing up in Sin City. In Sin City. I, I mean, uh, there was a lot of things that I thought were normal that I found out later as an adult were not. Um, uh, we went to casinos a lot for, like, nice dinners. I thought that was normal. There were slot machines in our grocery stores, and I thought that was totally a thing everywhere. I thought that was a thing everywhere. Airports as well. We have slot machines. We have gambling in, in, um, at McCarran Airport. Is there, did you grow up sort of like in the, in, is, is there like a desert part, and then there's the strip? Or yeah, is it all there's this all desert, thing. and then the strip is in the middle, and then I'm in Henderson. That's where I grew up. Did someone grow up in Henderson in here? Oh, nice. We'll talk later for two and a half hours about it. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I loved growing up there. It was an odd, odd place. Our neighbors across the street were circus performers, so they would practice in the backyard. The wife would have an apple in her mouth, and the husband would just... <laughs> I know. And we were just like, yay, can we have Sunny D? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Is there a sense of like, what we're, we're just... Is there a bag next to you? <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> these are the people, these are the little... Oh, those are the people Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, the real denizens of Las Vegas. And this is the strip over here where all the yes. visitors are. Yes. Is there a sense of separation between this and we're the real, we live here. Yeah, we live here. And then we rock here. No one said that ever in Las Vegas. This is where we rock. Um, no, but I remember my friend Sabrina was the first one to get her driver's license. Mm -hmm. when we were in high school, and we would just 
Friday and Saturday night would be like, pick me up. And we would go cruise up and down the strip and just yell at people. And we <laughs> thought we were so cool. And she had a, a Got Milk bumper sticker. Like, it was just like, we were just like, yeah. Let's go home and watch Friends. Uh, we were living it up. <laughs> now I want to go. Um, what was your deal in high school? What was my deal? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? What was my deal? Who was you, I? Yes. Oh. Well, I created the Improv Society. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, I created the Improv Society. You know who actually came to, to give us, we did like a workshop on a Saturday, and uh, Jason Sudeikis came to teach us. Because he was at the, uh, he was at Second City. Why was he there? <laughs> he was just hanging out in my high school. <laughs> That's odd. Um, he was in Second City at the Flamingo Hotel, and I would go every weekend to watch them, and they were doing the same sketches, and I was just like, why did the laugh work this time <laughs> and not here? Like, I just studied it. Wow. I know. Was that your main, like, a comedy education? Well, SNL was probably it. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Do you know what SNL is? Now, what network is that? Because <laughs> I didn't it's have It's on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how many seasons have you been on SNL now? Um, seven. I just completed seven. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you questions about it? Uh, I don't see why. Great. Not. First question. <laughs> who's, who's been your favorite uh, person to impersonate? Is that the late? You get that every time, don't you? Um, to impersonate? Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, I guess Jeff Sessions, just for fun's <laughs> for fun sake. Just yeah. because I, you know, I don't know if you have, if you can do like any weird things with your face. <laughs> Not like this woman. But I can do like yes. this. <laughs> and I, I've been cursed with this thing and always trying to figure out like, what am I going to ever do with this? <laughs> How will this ever become applicable? And then there sprung a man whose upper lip was that. And so I thought, finally, my superpower finds so good. a victim. And that's great. It's also, it could also be in a Grinch movie, like one of the Who people, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That and then, um, you know, a snapping turtle and then we're out. And that's... That's all you can do with that. Are you available to take roles for the snapping turtle right now? No. No. Um, I'm, I'm quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> what has been, and this, what, it's, would we say that this character is the closest to you of the characters that you've played? <sighs> yeah, probably. I would say this, <laughs> so weird, I would say this or uh, my character from Workaholics. <laughs> it's like, it's like she teeters. Sometimes, you know, she's in this land and because Brittany is also pretty silly. Sometimes she uses humor in a, you know, to hide, but she, but she is also like a, a fun girl and, um, and she has her struggles and I have my struggles. So I do identify closest probably to her, but also I'm a, I, I'm a 
pretty odd lady. Mm-hmm. And so is Jillian Belk, which was my character's <laughs> name in Workaholics. <laughs> Very close to my own. Yes, but a different middle name. <laughs> yeah, I don't Angela. know what my middle name was. What is your middle name? Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Mm. Is that a family name? No. No. <laughs> I don't know what the story I was going to tell was, but I didn't have one. No, fun fact. Um, no, I don't have one. I love that you wrote down on cue cards. No, I, I made some notes. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I just, I made her do, it's like I made her do homework. I, I was like, you want to come and do this? This will be fun. And then I'm like, I was watching her scribbling things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I asked you to do homework as an adult. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, baby. I can't speak for you or anyone else. I'm having a great time. (laughs) I don't need to do anything else for the rest of the week or even the month. No, the month. You're done. Um, What has been, like, your journey of promoting this film? Are you exhausted? I'm, you know... My brain's in a different room, but I but it's been fun. I've never experienced this side of this. This is usually like I'll do one interview and then it's like Seth Rogen or Scarlett Johansson is doing all the things. And now I'm doing all the things. Yeah. And it's been so interesting. I I it's it's so funny running around. I co-hosted the Today Show. And thank you. But it was so funny because I just, I didn't sleep at all the night before. I was so nervous. And I got there and they had given me this packet of stuff to look at and I was just like, okay, and here's 18 products about adult acne. That's one of the segments. Back to, back to school for the kids and, and all here's all the backpacks to learn. And I was like, do I memorize it? What do I do with all this? And it was just like a heads up. And then I got there and they're like, so yeah, you saw this, but whatever you want to do. And I was like, whatever I want to do. What do I do? I, I, and then I, I got Whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. Is not true. And then I got on live television and talked about how scared I was about possibly fainting, because I've only fainted once, and I farted the whole way down. (laughs) And I thought, if that happens again, on the fourth hour of the Today Show, (laughs) it'll go viral. You've just reminded me of the best moment of my life, which is when you told me that story. (laughs) And did an impression of yourself. I'd like for you to give everybody that. Okay. So I will tell you this. The quickest version is I was was sick for a whole week. You know when you have the flu and you just can't get rid of it. And one day I I woke up and I said, oh, I'm done with it. I took all my medicine, hadn't eaten food. And then I went from standing to being on the ground. So a week, a week, my sister saw it. She was like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. So a week goes by and then I'm out at a bar and I'm talking to a gentleman I think is handsome. He's at a bar. Yeah. I forgot that detail. Yeah, we're at a bar. We're at a bar. No, this is a week later, not when it happened, but a week later. I'm talking to this guy and I'm, you know, pretending to be a cute little lady who fainted. I told him the story about how I fainted and I'm so dainty. <laughs> I don't know why that was even a story I was telling him. I'm like, I fainted. And my sister walks up and she goes, oh, did I tell you what happened? And I go, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, 
you farted the whole way down. And she, and she goes, so what I saw was like this and then this. And what my sister saw was, was yeah, I'm feeling okay. And she goes, Jillian? And I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. And she's like, oh, good. I can't believe she didn't immediately go. <laughs> you beefed, babe. <laughs> My mom has called me, too, and said, don't retell that story. <laughs> it's not flattering. <laughs> and you're very single. Um, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> And the man, what happened to him? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're divorced now. Oh, you know, he's, I hear he's doing fine. <laughs> Whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. When you told me the story, the sound effect of the fart was <laughs> I also think it's fun to insert whatever your favorite fart of the moment is. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite fart sound? Um. You know, I've done them all, and I... <laughs> I've rocked them all. Um, I do think it's yeah. a funny... Yeah. It's a funny one. Yeah. Um, My favorite has always been burnt. <laughs> it's B-U-R-N-T. <laughs> Burnt. <laughs> I love ones where you just, you should go check. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds like there was a physical component. Uh, you should go check. <laughs> so proud of where we are right now. What? I, lo okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what has been, what has been, <laughs> watching you be serious is the highlight of my life. What has been the most <laughs> difficult job you've had? Oh, gosh. acting or no? The most difficult, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to pick an acting one. Um, I worked at Banana Republic. <laughs> I worked at Banana Republic in the form shops at Caesar's Palace when I was 18. And I did once cry in the cardigan section, the sales, the cardigans that were on sale. I mean, the saddest section. Uh, I did cry once because my boss got mad at me because I was a greeter. But there were three entrances, so I missed one. And then I watched my boss make fun of me to the person I didn't greet. And I said, welcome to Banana Republic. Hang on one sec. And then I went to the bed and I cried. I wasn't meant to work. I didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't the best. Why did you beef it so bad? <laughs> what is it about you that made you bad at that? I just... I, if, if something's not keeping me, you know, going creatively, I sort of space out a little bit. I see. 
I did witness a woman stealing perfume once, uh -huh. and it's fantastic because you can't touch someone <laughs> who is shoplifting. Fun fact. Uh -huh. So she just walked in and she goes, and then walked out and I go, ma'am, ma'am, and she goes, <laughs> I just let her walk out. I told someone. Uh -huh. No one did anything. And now she's at home right now just <laughs> living it up. It sounds like she earned it. She did. She had she a bad day. She exactly how to diffuse you. Hey. The fact hey. that she was so, she didn't even hustle out. Uh -huh. She did a slow, confident walk away. <laughs> uh, I love her. What is the job for which you feel you'd be least suited in this universe? <laughs> um, a... a uh, someone who studies spiders <laughs> and a foot doctor. I hate feet and I hate spiders, mostly because spiders have so many feet. <laughs> what would be yours? I know that about you. Yeah. Sales. Sales. Any in, kind of In sales. general. Have you ever done it? I did. I was a uh, telemarketer at one point for SAT classes. Really? And gosh, if I didn't just, I, my quota was set so much lower than the others, <laughs> and I didn't meet it. So I, you're calling people assuming they might have a child and asking them if they want to study for the SATs? Is it that was, how it works? It was people who had sort of put themselves in a position to be called. Okay, okay. And then, you know, I would call them and say, hello, would you... Like to, and I'm sorry to bother you, but I um, just, you know, in case you are interested in an SAT class, there is one. It's, you know, it's whatever. You don't have to. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I ended most of the phone calls. You did. Oh, I can see that. With my shame. <laughs> and so I think that's what I would be the worst at. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could have gotten one of those calls. I would have kept John. Wait, wait. I'd be Let's like, talk. My son, sure. I would have made up a son. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. He needs you. He needs your help. What is your astrological sign? I'm a Taurus. <laughs> figures. What? Freaking figures. What are Gosh. you? I'm a Capricorn. That's an Earth sign. Oh, a okay. Kinship. Right. A natural kinship. Mm. Do you feel? Have you? Um, have you studied astrology, and do you feel that you typify the traits of a Taurus? I do feel like I'm, yes, I'm a Taurus. I'm definitely a Taurus. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very loyal, but I am also stubborn. Mm -hmm. I, I, like I, a bull. A bull. A Taurus is a bull. the bull. What, what about Capricorn? What is that? What? The sea goat. <laughs> <laughs> What's a sea and goat? And sure, that's me. <laughs> Because I smell two ways. Um, uh, no, I do. I definitely typify the traits of a Capricorn. Um, sullen, ambitious, dry, and uh, a sea goat. A goat that lives in the sea. I've never heard of a sea goat. I think that's what it is. Am I right about that? Am I make, I'm not making that up, am I? Please tell me you're not making direct eye contact with one person. <laughs> My Am I right about this here? Am I, have I, have I, I'm right. right, okay, thank God. Here you go. Karen, thank you, because I, 
I bring Karen wherever I go. <laughs> she tells me what to wear that day. You know, it's, it's written in the stars, that's what they say. Can I ask you something? I'm putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. can, can you do an impression of me? Absolutely not. You can't? No. I can do an impression of you. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> Would you like to see it? Please show the people what you think of me. Um, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what we're gonna do, oh yeah, thank you. Right on time. Um, thank you. That's as good as I've got. Thank you. That's pretty good. What if all the questions from the audience are just, do you hate yourself? Now these are, these are audience questions and thank you, and you're the audience. You oh, provided the questions. you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask them and I'm gonna, it random. I don't know what your voices sounds like, so I, <laughs> this is just going to be a guess. Brittany was terrified to get started. <laughs> I love that this is the voice you've chosen. <laughs> What's the scariest thing you've ever run toward? Run toward? God, I, I would think I'd run away from things. Run toward. Oh, well, like a goal, a, a good big goal like Brittany has. Um, well, not to get too heavy, but I've, since I was 17, I've had anxiety. I've had panic attacks. Um, that's probably why every first day of shooting is very hard for me. Um, but I keep doing it. I keep pushing myself to, uh, to not run away because I do really love what I get to do. But it's just, um, it can be very uncomfortable. So I do, I do like a lot of meditation and therapy and um, anything, anything really that will help me. I've been to, gosh, hippy-dippy healers in Pasadena. I've done it all. Mm -hmm. But I think it's all cool to just sort of do this self-exploration and mm -hmm. figure yourself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like the one person you haven't spoken with is Karen, so. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's your favorite TV show right now? Impractical Jokers. That's, yes! That's my favorite show. Uh, and Dateline NBC is a staple. <laughs> Keith, Josh, the whole gang. Keith. Keith. <laughs> he loves it. He likes it too much. He, oh, he enjoys murder yeah. very much. Um, this is a, I love this. Uh, comedians often do really well at dramatic roles. Since you obviously did well at the drama in this movie, would you want to do more dramatic parts? I would. I would like to do uh, more dramatic parts. I actually might, I'm going to go shoot something uh, next month that is a straight up drama. I'm very excited about that. I can't talk about it yet, so it feels like this is lame, my answer. But it's, I, I, I'm excited to get into it and, and try. Well, you've teased me, and I don't like that. <laughs> What's one memory from making this movie that you'll take with you for the rest of your life? I love that. <sighs> Ashley, I love that. Yeah! <laughs> Ashley, great question. I mean, I don't want to repeat myself, but the marathon was huge. I, I, I feel like I want to go now and, and not run it, but I want... <laughs> I want to go and support others who are doing it. It's so amazing, too, because people will write out their names so that you can scream for them. 
the whole run, and, and so I'm just gonna follow one guy. <laughs> I'm gonna follow someone, someone named Carl. I'm gonna find him, and I'm just I'm gonna go, understand. I'm with you! <laughs> but I'll be in a golf cart, uh -huh. so it'll be easier. <laughs> would you ever, I mean, would you ever try to run him? No. I don't think so. I would love to do, you know, I could, I could do a 5K now, but I, I would love to do that. I'd love to do maybe a half marathon. Who knows? Uh, never say never. Show what Justin Bieber said. Who's run... <laughs> you like who's, that. who's run a marathon in here? Wow! Amazing. Like you each to come up to me individually afterwards and tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> this I like this a proud parent of an improv girl. How did you discover improvisation in elementary school? My daughter began at age fifteen. You were already a veteran by then. Where are you? Oh hi. Wait, are you the one doing improv? Oh, that's so cool. No, I can tell. I, can, I mean, it's very dark in here, but I can tell. Um, that's so exciting. Uh, I, yeah, I started when I was eight. I, my, I tried to do ballet, and that did not go well. <laughs> hey, guys, you laughed way too quickly at that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was not my thing. Um, and so my parents kept seeking out other um, things in the... Uh, theater space, and she found a teacher who was doing improv classes for young kids, and and most of the kids in the class were very, very shy, and their parents were putting them in it to sort of find their voices and feel more confident, which I think is really lovely. And I was just like, give me a time and a place. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, and we're all Irish? Should we just agree that we're all Irish for the next hour? <laughs> a maniac, a maniac, but I loved it. Do you love doing it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, when did you start? Um, wow. That's early. Yeah, that's very early. Yay, that's good for you. Keep it up. That's very exciting. Wow. When did you start doing improv or sketch? Um, I started, I guess I, Mm, college, I, yeah, college. Mm -hmm. Kind of like college and then kind of like after, like right after. <laughs> yeah. When did you, when did you start at the... Um, Groundlings? Groundlings. I started, thank you, I started the Groundlings. I started taking classes when I was 18. Wow. Yeah. I moved to L.A. when I was 18, and I, I remember my theater teacher telling me about the Groundlings and a, a couple others, and I, I, I started doing classes there and I just fell in love with it. I went to a live show and I just thought, this is, you know, electrifying. I was, I, I loved SNL my whole life and then to get to see this and they were changing the shows, you know, weekly and I just wanted to do it. And then I, when I finally got in, it was so funny because I loved it so much and the drive home you have to drive through Hollywood, and there's this area where there's all these young people going out and in lines to get into clubs, and I just remember being in my car, and next to me I had a, a suit, a suit that I'd made that looked like a giant knife, 
<laughs> and then in the back seat was all wigs. And then the way back was like in my trunk was a gallon of fake blood. And I was like, if I get pulled over, <laughs> this is gonna look bad. But I'm also, it's the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> yes. I remember a similar experience I had um, in New York. Do, I, I was doing a, a sketch show where I, every sketch show I needed a new cake. Mm. Oh yeah, entire you rotisserie chicken um, and all these other things. And so I just like bags of rotisserie chicken and <laughs> um, the best. It's best the best, time. and you feel like a maniac. You're, I mean, you're carrying, uh -huh. you're, you're producing these sketches. So you're buying new. I remember I wrote a sketch that had a one of those subway party subs in it, and I was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, every week, every week I have to go get this. And it was expensive, it was like 70 bucks each time. I could be lying. That sounds like a lot now for all, but it was a lot of meat. But then we shared it with everyone, so it all came back around. And how did, so how did you get from the groundlings to this uh, stage in New York? This. Um, Groundlings, I was in the Sunday company, and then um, I had done one job. My second job I got, because I think the casting director had come by and auditioned a lot of Groundlings for uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That was my second job. And then uh, Lorne Michaels came to Sunday company and asked a few of us to audition, so I went to uh, SNL to audition. And then I found out that they wanted me possibly to be a writer. And I met with Seth Meyers, and oh my goodness, this is, I want to do the shortest version of the story, but it is a pretty good one. I went to meet with him. I thought I didn't get the job because he only said like, are you close with your family? I think he was just asking red flag questions just to see if I was a normal person. I was like, yes. No, but I, I had all these. <laughs> I had all these sketches with me, and I thought, you know, oh, are you going to ask me about that or no? And so I left, and I just walked around Midtown, just walking around, going to the Wax Museum and doing nothing. And I went to Magnolia Bakery, and I bought myself a slice of cake because I thought, well, you tried. And I got a call from a number I didn't know, and it was Seth. And he goes, what are you doing? And I go... I'm buying cake. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, just what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, well, we'd love to have you. You start tomorrow. And I freaked out and I called everyone I knew while I was holding cake and just walking back and forth and, and uh, saying I got to move my life there. And then I worked that week and then moved that weekend to New York. And then ever since then, like Workaholics was after that and... They've been very, very lucky. They've been very lucky. Mm -hmm. mm. What do you love to do the most when you're not working? I love to swim. I love to do tarot cards <laughs> for my friends. Mm -hmm. um, mostly as a bit, but sometimes I believe it. Um, I love, I love it being in at night. I really like to be in my bed and hanging out with the dogs and watching the jokers, um, the impractical jokers. <laughs> um, I, I really love going to movies and I like doing escape rooms. What do you like? 
What do you like to do Escape when you're not? Escape room? Yeah. <laughs> Have you never done one? I did one once. It's not your thing. No, I, I, I liked it. I, I did one in the... <laughs> uh, you just went like I this. Liked I liked it. it. I, did, I did one in Hungary. I feel like the rules were a little... <laughs> what? <laughs> we all kind of had to get in a coffin one by one and feel like... Different stuff flew over there. Um, I can't believe that's but, the yeah, first time I'm hearing that story. I want more of it later. That's amazing. That's a fun. That's amazing. What um, else? Do, what do you like to do when you're not? I have a working. cat. Yeah. Um, you know. We, we have sons. We both have sons. Oh, you have a daughter as well. <laughs> Sounds like a you new have daughter. daughter as well. She's wild. Uh huh. What? What's her? Now she. You were telling me backstage. She doesn't. Um, She's horrible. <laughs> she's, ho she's horrible. She's wonderful, but, but she makes my life very interesting. Uh -huh. She's a Great Dane mix. Puppy. So she's 90 pounds right oh, now. And she opens doors. Like, like a raptor. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like in Jurassic Park, the raptor. And you're just like... <laughs> um, she also, if we tell her, like, no, don't do that, she looks at us like this. <laughs> so I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> and when my mother comes over, she pushes her <laughs> very hard. So we're figuring our, our lives out. <laughs> but, you know, my son's great. Uh-huh. I have a great son. You have a great son. How old is your son? My son is now 12. 12. Nino. Mm hmm He's in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing very well. Oh. Uh, the others make fun of him because he's a cat, and he's <laughs> having so much trouble with the math homework, I he's can't even tell really you. He's having a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get there. I hope so. He'll get there. I believe in him. Um, well, listen, I'm... Getting the light. <laughs> the light. But um, thank you all so much for coming this evening. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, I love you. And thank you all. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. 92Y Talks is supported by a generous endowment established by Daphne Reconati Kaplan and Thomas S. Kaplan. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and find more great conversations at 92yondemand.org.